Hello all. Welcome back for the 21st episode of the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels podcast. This is Vasant and today with me we have Ram and Vijay. In today's episode we will be touching upon the Asia Cup, what's been going on and of course all the assorted controversies associated with the Asia Cup. And then we will talk about the Senas from Sena which is the four other teams who have been playing white ball series. The Asia Cup started off with more action off the field than on the field. First it was whether it would be played, then where would it be played, then the threats of Pakistan boycotting the World Cup, then the controversies associated with the schedule, and then the controversies associated with the announcement of the schedule. By the time the matches started, people were too tired to follow this series anymore, and then came the rain, and then came the quirky decisions on reserve days. With due respect to some lions, tigers and afghans, this seems to be a tournament wholly designed to have a number of india pakistan games team india has been keeping busy fending off a myriad questions associated with the selections the playing 11 in fact some of the ex cricketers gavaskar harbhajan singh etc have been more active than the ones in the squad with some mind numbing observations and actions gautam gambhir managed to inject himself with some middle finger action and then suggested it was some patriotic response to some hooligan Contrary to the first report, it suggested he was being heckled by Virat Kohli fans. Harbhajan keeps on lobbying for Sky to the point of suggesting that he is more valuable than Kohli and Sharma. And of course, he rounds that off by saying ex-cricketers should not talk about the team. All in all, business as usual. Pakistan are doing their own thing, talking up their Bobby Batshaw and their three fast men. And then we have the yearly battle of the Nagins. And of course, not to mention the Afghan. team management or rather should i say the clueless afghan team management jonathan trot exactly coming back to the actual cricket except for the brilliant humdinger between afghanistan and sri lanka the games have largely been one sided i think there were a couple of other games that lasted a little longer as contests thanks to some individual or the other trying to pull off a ben stokes but otherwise it's been pretty ordinary India looked undercooked at the start of the first game but somehow managed to pull up their performances and they look like a team on a mission. In fact to the joy of many an Indian fan the batting is suddenly looking a tad more settled the bowling combinations are working and the two players coming back from long layoffs are looking in great touch. There are still a couple of games we all know that all it takes is one failure and then all these wounds will get reopened. Pakistan continues to look very impressive in spite of that one bad day where nothing really worked for them. What might be a bigger concern are the niggles that Harris Rauf and Nasim Shah are suffering from. I would not read too much into the capitulation against India in the Super 4 game. By the time the game was played it was really down to a three team tournament. Sri Lanka most certainly punched well above their weight given their depleted squad. For sure Samir Vikrama and Vilal Age have enhanced their chance of featuring in the world cup surely afghanistan team management needs to do better jonathan trot was very honest about the fact that they did not know about the nuances of the target but then again this is an international competition there was every chance that rashid would have taken them home leaving the host behind thoughts vijay very good summary person but how did you miss an all important golf game that included a charismatic world leader and donald trump <laughs> I don't know how that game actually ended 
but a lot of photo ops for sure <laughs> that is true it was so such a bizarre yeah. thing in the middle of a week to see to see that photo pop up <laughs> i mean i first thought it was a photoshop but then it seems like it was real so yeah i mean the hair looked like more like a toupee which one uh, not on trump the other guy the other guy <laughs> <laughs> so you you could be forgiven for missing it to be a photoshop <laughs> anyway back to cricket I, i don't think the asia cups yet been the ideal testing ground for any of the teams yet right so you're you going to have these big swings towards one team luckily for us we get to see india in all its glory but the others are still struggling a little bit so i don't know how much of this is true but uh, the return of shreyas ayer's back spasm doesn't sound good and kl rahul i didn't expect him to be actually keeping mm. when when he replaced in the squad i think they started with they started with kishan they switched yeah. to this guy so like two over or something and then uh, this guy was here yeah but he has been brilliant behind the wickets by the way the catching was good there was a but his calls with all the referrals uh, even diving in front of the wicket watching the ball along the way i don't think i have seen him keep this well not drs intervention who was uh, it Asang- asalanka right who got stumped oh, no yeah, somebody got stumped samara vikrama samara vikrama okay. got stumped yeah he did a full 360 and everything he gave Dhoni would have done five stumps by then. <laughs> so anyway, with this tender tendon, him doing uh, this much, I think, bodes well for the team. Uh, but at one point, I was thinking we might possibly, with all these injuries and everything, we end up in the World Cup with a possibly inexperienced middle order. Kishan, Sky, Tilak Verma, all these guys, right? First World Cup and whatnot. So at least we have Rahul to rely on now. Just think of it. Moving on. Rahul to rely on. That's what this week is. But, but uh, if you think about the Pakistanis, they were all set coming in. And now they have shown what a uh, little bit of indiscipline can uh, do to them on any given day. With the ball especially. But other than that, I think, is it me or did Rizwan look a little bit more fit than usual? Uh, they, they all seemed a little fitter, fitter, the Pakistanis. Except, of course, they lost two to injuries. hopefully they bounce back and we get a good match against and the potential semi final potential or real semi final right it is pretty much a knockout yeah 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 on thursday we we are recording it on a tuesday now and sri lanka's uh, victorious march 13 games on the trot has been halted india seem to makes a habit of this anybody with any records pre will go and do uh, politely stop that for them and uh, shanaka the captain oh my god it's it's like ganguly right team keeps winning he keeps doing bad things with bat so hey he keeps going down the order i don't know if he'll find any more slot to play and what is that guy well alage was a very good find for them both with ball and bat yeah. he was striking it pretty cleanly orthodox left arm and you know dependable uh, left arm bat taking yeah. a leaf of uh, some other squad's book <laughs> <laughs> so is he not part of that yashdul world cup oh was he i think he's so many years yeah he's quite young quite so i think he was the captain of the sri lankan team in that world cup just 20 years old and for somebody that age he was very good yeah 
and the bangladesh kind of lived up to their nagin moniker with their long tail right so beyond the newcomer today who's coming in at 6 they don't have anybody right and yeah. hriday was the only guy who was scoring by the way funny yeah. <laughs> so actually uh, favorite podcaster favorite called this guy out saying watch out for him yeah. and if i'm not mistaken he also called out velalage but i can't remember exactly he said the I, same I thing about that at one point litendas uh, i was just going to say the, after the, he called him out litendas formed him oh yeah yeah thank you right after <laughs> Yeah, I had to double check whether he was even in the squad. Actually, he was not. He was injured and was withdrawn from the Asia Cup. And suddenly, when they made it to the second round, he magically appeared. He reappeared. Yes, like, he was added to the squad. He got added to the squad. So, correct. Yeah, that is the anyway. uh, the Litton Das story. <laughs> But anyway, Bangladesh. Oh my God, these guys need to focus on their own. field game man they should really stop with this off field complaining i mean they i'm not saying they didn't have a valid case to complain about but they were so brand on brand right the minute they have we had this reserve day and i was like you know okay chalo these guys are making sure they get some ticket sales going but why should these guys go like shouldn't they be winning games and doing this rather than losing games and doing only this come on bangladesh i mean they should really focus on that was it the players or the coach and the administration and the fans it's it's, it's the management i will say yeah. their fans demand a lot from those guys they are always under pressure all the time they are trying to figure out some excuses to why they lost it's very very yeah. rough being a bangladesh cricketer actually even worse than being yeah. playing for team india let's so. <laughs> say something right <laughs> yeah it's, it's funny you said what you did uh, at the beginning was it about asia cup it just simply not picking up steam to begin with right i mean they were literally putting us to sleep but I mean, it has nothing to do with the fact that we were all on the west coast trying to watch a game that starts at 2:30 in the morning but still the first few games i didn't watch them i didn't even feel like watching them the big india pakistan match got rained out so it it didn't feel like this is going to help in any way to prepare for the world cup but i think over the last few days after round 2 has started the interest has kicked in the adrenaline has kicked in as well the quality of the games particularly the one today i thought you know cricket is on the upswing so i mean cricket is the winner mm-hmm. but, yeah. know, finally so sri lanka india game was pretty good it was a very very good game for the fourth wicket at least not the fourth i think the fifth fifth wicket stand was pretty impressive it thought it will get closer than that but eventually no. 40 runs something was uh, the, the one that had dananjay uh, silva yeah yeah dds and samara vikrama so no yeah i i do think though kl rahul has made a difference he's batted well okay, both absolutely. games he's i mean somewhere on the land he is beginning to sort of plug that number 4 gap playing so yeah, this this may well be like like this whole deja vu moment for kl rahul right <laughs> go back and he to the rohit sharma look like an idiot right <laughs> 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 each time he has no chance of making it to the squad he would have probably made it to the squad i should take that back right Till Agarkar came to that presser and said, "Oh, he has developed this new 
niggle and that won't let him play in the first few games of the asia cup and and, and that is when i thought okay yeah this guy isn't going to play now right and his fears must have compounded after ishan kishan's steps onto the ground bats at number 5 i mean if he doesn't play in the top 3 he averages 21 and then he comes to this game and he makes some big score right i mean uh, like a famous dialogue in a recent tamil movie kappu mukkiyam bigalu or in this case nigalu i don't know where you come up with this fact <laughs> anyway right so so last time you know kl rahul he didn't have a chance in england however he still got to open he made 80 then he made 120 and he was in the game right so that time last time he had mayank agarwal to thank this time he left so yes i had to thank but viral as it may i mean now it is impossible to drop kl rahul he's going to have to be in the first 11 and now the, the the focus is sort of shifted to whichever remains fitter between ayer and kishan uh to basically take that other uh, middle order spot either four or five depending on uh, you know what it looks like so anyway so that that i thought was something i wanted to just quickly say i don't know if pakistan is in some trouble both rauf and nasim again back to your nigger dialogue right with uh, i don't know where they are with their respective niggers they may not play the sri lanka game which is which is going to make it way more interesting and we don't even know how bad these injuries are and what it means for the actual world cup uh, which is loading in another month and these are two very very key bowlers uh, rauf and uh, nasim so let's see how that turns out i i'd be interested to see it's that it's very interesting because uh, i uh, heard that podcast and they explained the difference between these three guys how one guy is the left arm swing bowler at pace the other one is a very skiddy bowler who's a shorter one who's very difficult to get because he moves the ball both ways and the third one who really cracks it up even faster Express and hits a deck exactly. so they had a full variety of fast bowling options so amazing amazing it's, it's incredible what they have okay and it would be a travesty if they would be injured for the world cup really they deserve to be there these guys are really really very good if the pakistan board really wants to be very careful and keeps them out of the asia cup full marks to them that they are very cognizant of the world cup being more important and they don't really care that much to push them too hard in the asia cup so good on them no but but even even otherwise uh, that question may not arise if uh, they lose to sri lanka they are basically out yeah but i mean if they are not even going to bother pushing them into a sri lanka game then there's to be fair yeah. to those guys they've been traveling up and down the subcontinent yeah. so much just ridiculous so sri lanka back. yeah yeah hmm. so <laughs> this change of venue has just absolutely slaughtered that team in terms of just travel okay and then of course you know the the nagin team like you said they just kind of brought up the numbers somebody they they need somebody to tell them to just shut up and focus on the game right <laughs> a talented bunch wasting that their... should ideally be shakib balhasan's job he's the captain but unfortunately shakib takes the lead on these sort of things yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's isn't quite the role model uh, that we wanted to be over there at least uh, and and of course there is this big question mark about whether a, a little semi final should have a reserve day or not 
uh, and why not? Aren't they entitled to complete the match and have complete dibs at picking up those points? See, so, the problem know, the like problem it. there is that they cannot squeeze in a, river, a reserve day because all the games are being played in Colombo. Mm. So if even if they had a reserve day, the next day at the same ground, India is playing the Nuggets. Correct. So they have to find another ground in Colombo, which is not that difficult because they have some four That's fantastic really venues. But if they can't play at the Premadasa, they also can't play at the Pisara, they also can't play at the SSC, they also can't play at the CCC. These are all grounds where Test cricket has been played. Correct. Okay. Four grounds, right? In Colombo, yeah. yeah. And they're all very close to each other. In fact, two of them are adjacent. Candy is the furthest. Candy has got Palakele. Okay. Candy has got two grounds. One is the Asagiriya and the Palakele. Then there is the Dambula, which is further north of Candy. But the Dambula, Dambula. those guys have some problems. Even though it's in the dry region, the floodlights cannot be used. The Gaul Stadium doesn't have any floodlights. Anyway, I think so. Yeah, that's what it is. I think we just wait for the outcome of the... Sri Lanka versus Pakistan game to figure out who plays the final. So do you think in the game against Bangladesh, we should actually ask Bumrah to knock it off and let Shami have a game and then figure out a way to get Saab a game? I think so. I don't know if Bumrah will be ready to rest. That guy has been steaming in, right? He so wanted that cherry in his hand. We can see that. Yeah. Brilliant. Some of that bowling, unplayable. Just unplayable, some of yeah. the stuff that he was bowling. Uh, Other likely yeah. candidate is Mr. Kohli. But yeah, trying to get rest him from playing a game with the Premadasa. Are you kidding me? That's not going to happen. No chance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking maybe our captain will take a quiet seat in the back and have Pandya run the show against Bangladesh. So I'm thinking he might make the most of the opportunity. Yeah, could be. Uh, could be. Or he could be looking for century number 31. <laughs> that's, that's a good opportunity to get one. I think at least in India's case, they've helped check a few boxes. Which is I was just really, really typically, this is where we drop Kuldeep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with the nine wickets... That, now okay, that his confidence is sufficiently high, let's drop him. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> well, Ishan Kishan would have been dropped after the 82, but for the fact that Ayer had some back spasms. No, it is funny. Somebody posted the team sheet. They actually changed it at the last minute. Yeah, apparently Rahul found out like five minutes before the game that he was playing. So that the team sheet has Reyes at four and Rahul at 12. They had to. And then they changed. Uh, yeah, exactly. From there to come make a hundred, I think absolutely. I mean, like this is the third serious. I mean, he had one. He had one day to study the pitch. Come the next day and start playing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but this is the third time. So many years ago, I think 2019 was it. They had a game at Lauder Hill, and he was not supposed to play. So by his own admission, he was out partying in Miami and reached the hotel in the morning. And then he was told, dude, you're playing. And he said, I was not ready. But he still went and hit 100 in that game. Yeah, he made 100 on debut. And then his answer was, from no on, I'll be ready every time, just in case. So there you go. (laughs) He did it in tests and he's not done. I have 
I have an anecdote. This came from a former West Indian player, and I won't <laughs> say the name. So one of the sort of uh, rituals with the West Indian team is to what they call is having a legend day out. What that means is go out, party all night, not a wink of sleep, come in the next day and play a match-winning innings. So this guy hadn't done that his entire playing career for the West Indies, but he got an opportunity later in life. And they were playing a finals and he decided now or never and did that and scored, you know, winning 50 in that game. And he got accepted in that elite group. (laughs) (laughs) The elite group was started by Gary Sobers, right? I mean, he was known for doing that. Yes. Before we move on to our next topic, though, I think a special hat tip is to be given to those Wonderful members of the ground staff at the Premadasa. They cover the ground so quickly, the entire ground. And then they take it off quickly. And then they have a clear process where the water slowly rolled out to the outer covers and then goes into the drains. They don't have a super sopper. I don't know if it's a financial reason or it's just it's useless. I think they say, uh, there was a video or something mm. about, about this. I think they say something like 20 minutes without the super sopper. So they cover the entire ground. You see the way they're organized. You get guys coming from all four directions, dragging it, putting it on. There is nothing going all over the place. Things are not flying. And it's not your regular tarp either. I think it's a very heavy. Yeah, it's a very so heavy tarp. 60, 65 guys. Yeah. And the wicket doesn't yeah. sweat. It's not like it's damp or anything. When they take it off, it's just the way it was before. It's like me after a workout. Oh. No sweat. No sweat. <laughs> I see. No We've talked at length about five of the World Cup-bound teams. What are the other teams doing? We know Netherlands is not doing anything. They're just getting ready to make the trip to India. Okay. Let's talk about the Sena teams. There are two series also going on involving Australia, South Africa, in South Africa, and England, New Zealand, in England. These white ball series, T20s and ODIs, have been very interesting. Good fun watching, frenetic action, Hardly any time for respite. The Australians are looking absolutely amazing. They've got this model where in 10 overs, we have to score 100 runs. ODA, T20, doesn't matter. Bang, 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 bang. Their batters are doing well. Their interim captain, Mitch Marsh, is scoring runs. Brilliant, yeah. They've got two leg spinners, the Z-man and the Sangha guy, who have been bowling brilliantly. Yeah. And then they've got some five genuine two-way players in their World Cup squad. They suffered at the hands of baseball to some extent at least in the ashes. But they are doling it out in spades to everyone else. England yeah. remain the hot favourites for the World Cup. They might have lost a couple of games. But doesn't they're not phased. 8-4-3, no problem. We'll continue hitting. 30-4-4, we'll keep on hitting. It's just... Non-stop, non-stop. It's going to be very, very difficult to deal with them. And this is where I think Pakistan will have a problem. The reason we got an upper hand on them was the way Rohit and Gil took on Shahin Shah Afridi in the beginning. Up front, yes. And once he couldn't make any headway, they were lost. There's no swing on offer, right, in that game? The only swinging happened was from Rohit, seems like. But... Against England, it's going to be worse. Everybody's going to hit. And what is very interesting is their new experimentation. Somehow we shall fit Harry Brook in. 
they have been trying him opener, at opener, opener one down everything <laughs> that david malan is just waiting to be dropped and david malan has been scoring runs also so will david uh, malan be dropped or will jason roy be dropped jason roy will not be dropped uh, malan is playing uh, malan is playing right now but no, not fitting with the rest of the squad yeah, yeah. no, jason roy will not be dropped because jason roy will will them two games in the world cup mm-hmm. on that basis they'll keep him we saw him even in the ipl right a couple of games he batted and that was it that match o- match over right um he is the only bengali playing come on that yes. is true that is, that is true <laughs> that is true after hridoy he is going to be the big uh, star <laughs> after hridoy hey what only bengali there's a whole team of bengalis they call bangladesh oh, right new zealand have been a surprise i never thought that these guys will amount to much i mean they've been playing well guys have been scoring runs they bring back trent bolt he starts off taking wicket after wicket and then uh, they've got captain kane coming back so i think this new zealand team is not to be underestimated and of course they got everyone's support with that wonderful video they created for their uh, yeah. uh, squad announcement yeah. the south africans i'm surprised how well they've played actually they've done well they've been batting well markram Temba Bavuma and their bowlers have been doing well. There's this new fast bowler, Kotzi. Now there are three uh, guys who are going to go at 145 plus: Rabada, Kotzi, and Norke. And then the spinners are bowling well, so not to be underestimated. I think these teams are a force. Uh, your thoughts? Good enough to good enough to reach the knockout stage, right? The South African <laughs> before they. <laughs> No, I think it it was actually the South African team that caught kind of my attention as well. Uh, Timba Bauma, for example, captain, has been averaging 103 in 2023 this year. He has been really amongst the runs. Hmm. So that's one data point. Of course, they have our local Seattle orchestra star Klassen, who they managed <laughs> into the 11. Right? I mean, there used to be some problems about Klassen fitting in because. he was a keeper and they had quinton decock already but i think this clarity is emerged that we should simply use him as also an orcas player right decock also play for also the also an orcas player yes yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah two orcas players in south africa so they'll get my support at least in the games they play and and yeah of course you you mentioned the spinners shamsing and uh, maharaj for indian pitches i think uh, they'll be a handful and and makram can both bat and bowl great season for the uh, team as well in the IPL so yeah you can never tell with, with those guys australia again remember the, the squad that is playing under mitch march is actually there's their b team they got labushan playing they've got uh, like tanvir sangha you saw the way labushan is playing uh, yeah hey not and just playing man uh, what a century exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah that's so again australia as much as a problem in terms of like trying to figure out who should they be fitting into their 15 and who, who they should be leaving out so they have made some tough choices yeah new zealanders again you know wonderful wonderful squad announcement video it's a well set side and mr williamson will walk into the squad at some point and uh, they're just going to start uh, putting together uh, some good plays out there they do have a series against bangladesh prior to the mm-hmm. world cup and that's a smart move those are actually tougher conditions than any parts of india so they overcome that i think 
at least from a acclimatization point of view, they are well set. Sometimes I marvel at Devon Conway. He's only been around for three years. And he looks like an all-time legend from New Zealand and already such a fixture, no matter which format, including IPL. He's been rock solid in his performance. The other team, right? South Africans. In a lot of ways, I like that kind of preparation where you go and meet the beast right before going into battle, right? That's what they had to do against the Australians. It was a rampant Australian team with the ball and the bat and they, they just immediately exposed what are the areas of improvement South Africa needed, right? And that, that's what you uh, want in a, in a preparatory tournament. Yeah. And yeah, like you guys said, the two spinners, uh, if they're in good form in India, then they have a really well-settled team. It looks like a including even Mr. Mr. Markram came mm. into runs in the last game. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that means they are well set like a 90s team, which is not a bad thing to play in the subcontinent. Yeah, exactly. With England, I think it's soon going to be a problem of plenty. Like everybody can play anywhere at some point. I, I, I mean, I'm a little conservative about these things. I don't know how those guys think. But you need a settled order, right? You can't keep uh, yeah. make everybody guess where you're going to bat at, <laughs> including the players themselves. That, that's what is uh, funny for me. But all things considered, with Topley, all these guys, I don't see their bowling unit come to the party as much as their batting unit, right? We all talk about their batting, but not just not too sure about their bowling attack. Uh, their third or possibly fourth seamer, if they go till that point, uh, is in question. Who's their second spinner? I'm not sure if they even have one. They, they're all but absent. But uh, the last uh, letter of Sena, Australians are rocking it right now. I mean, batting unit is bla- blazing away. Mitchell Marsh seems to have found his groove in the team. But again, bowling, of course, it's not their first choice bowling attack. But they're still, you know, making themselves count. But but it, at the moment, pretty much for all these teams, it's the batting that is carrying them forward. And again, that, that's a very good place to be in the, in the subcontinent. I'm assuming the two spinners that they'll have will be Moin Ali and Liam Lyon. Adil Rashid. Moin Ali. Adil Rashid. Yeah. Adil Rashid, yeah. Yeah, Adil Rashid, of course. I was looking for who the second second spinner would be. Everybody bowls, Everybody bowls right? Liam Livingston is there. Then we have Joe Root, who will also bowl. I mean, you don't think of these guys and say spinner. No, right? It's actually the bat- batters who can spin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that is the whole point behind how these guys play, right? Everyone can bowl four or five overs easily in a game. Yeah. We should schedule time to do some deep down analysis. But looks like they're all trending in a, in a way where they're going to have a very evenly... Contested World Cup, which is great. And uh, a little bit more on the pitches. I caught a little comment from Simon Dole. Because he was asked whether all these pitches will they be raging turners. He said, no, the pitches will be flat. The pitches will be solid. In fact, Kolkata is a very quick pitch. So don't make the mistake of thinking that these are going to be raging turners. You'll get regular ODI wickets. And the TNCA secretary said that they hand over the ground and the pitch and everything else to the ICC and BCCI on about 15-20 days before the World Cup. 
they don't use their curators. It is an ICC curator and a BCCI curator who will come and make sure that the pictures are supposed to be what they are. ICC also has indicated the minimum size of boundaries. So I'm not sure what they're going to do at the Chinnaswamy, but they wanted a minimum yeah, size. Yeah. They probably have to have third row, fourth row, and all that stuff will have to be within the... Yeah, Put some cones in Hosur or some place. Uh, right? Something like that. <laughs> and the TNCA secretary was telling us about, apparently the Chidambaram Stadium has a total capacity of just 38,000. Yeah. And they lose 5,000 because of the side screen cameras and this and that and everything else. An extended press box. So they really end up with only 33,000. So it's a small stadium by that stretch. Yeah, but it was, I, I saw a very interesting video, Ashwin interviewing the TNCA secretary who described what goes into the prep work and what they do to prepare for an international match, who has control, what they have to do, how they're dealing with the logistics. Apparently, CSK had a tie-up with the local state government and they did all the work with the metro, wherein the metro was made free and people were parking far away and just coming in by metro directly into the stadium. It's like the Colosseum here, right? Colosseum in Oakland. Yeah, that. the Colosseum does that. But Colosseum has some parking. This guy said, we're going to give you some more parking here and there, but it won't be enough. But he says, unlike the IPL, wherein everything was organized by the franchise, it's not that straightforward here because the control is with ICC. They can't do much. These guys just get all the permits and hand over the ground and everything else to the ICC. So It is a very uh, interesting uh, interview, very informative. We don't understand what goes into these things until you hear these guys at the back who get stuff done. So, In, in, yeah. in hindsight, the BCCI should have just outsourced all of the ticketing activity to the IPL team as well. I mean, given the shit show they put up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> any, any IPL team would have done it more professionally. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Talking of pitches, in fact, Chennai is going to have four pitches, four middle pitches, which can be used for the five games. <laughs> so, pitches are not going to get tired. It's not like That's we're good. going to get slow pitches because it's been many days. Already played on. Correct. No, this is early part of the season. The pitches will have some life in them. So, this is a completely different set of conditions. And they've also accommodated things like, okay, the monsoon might come in. So, let's arrange for where the games are to be played. Uh-huh. Apparently, Chennai was in line for one of the semi-finals and they declined. They said that we don't want a Chance game where it might buy. get rained out. So, mm. so, yeah, people have been putting, some people have been putting some thought. Some others have been putting no thought. But that's a different story. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that definitely, I think we should talk about the, the ticketing fiasco. It's just, just been so bad. It's, it's incredible. So bad. I mean, how bad can can it get? And of course, it does not help when you don't even know when the games are going to be played, right? Until just a week before. Exactly. And this whole business of, yeah, you buy the ticket online, but you have to go and collect the ticket at some outlet. How does that work? I mean, it's... I, I mean, come on, Wilson. If it works for Tirupati Devastanam, it should work here. <laughs> Those guys are organized. They have a queue. Yeah. And they have a guy, there are guys saying that keep on moving. It doesn't happen, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could have even handed over the crowd management to the Tirupati people. They would have done a much better job. Uh, they see more crowds 
than this, right? This is nothing for them. It's like a slow day, right? So, <laughs> yeah. end of the day, that's also a ball game. Laddu or cricket. But overall, what I'm seeing here is the teams are sort of getting primed for the tournament. Some teams right. are doing better. Uh, I, for one, am very pleased with the way the Indian team is moving the direction. It's worked out better than what I had expected. Um, for sure. And, uh, yeah. Even if they don't finish this tournament with a win, the confidence with which Rahul and Bumrah played and then Ishan Kishan played, Hardik has been bowling. It's very encouraging. And yeah, the Hardik's about three or four overs that he bowled at the death today. Mm-hmm. Lovely bowling, man. And did you notice one more thing? Mohamed Siraj batting. The guy was actually getting behind the ball and playing. Not those old, airy, speculative airy. swipes. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. No, he was like on the money today. With Kuldeep, I think he wants the batters to go after him, right? If you look at it, when initially after losing the three wickets to the opening bowlers, they tried to play him out. Mm-hmm. Like They just tapped him around for singles. He was not getting much purchase at that time. But when he came back for a second spell and they were trying to go after him, uh, starting with that stumping, and immediately he was a different bowler. You know, Come after me, come after me. He was trying to egg them on and then he kept getting wickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happened with Pakistan too. So, yeah, interesting. But I, I do think that those two guys are playing very well. Samara Vikrama and uh, Dhananjaya De Silva. Yeah, yeah. I thought they will just they were finish the very, game. They were looking so comfortable. And then one mistake. Again, later on, Dhananjaya De Silva did that mistake when he was playing with Velala again. He went and hit that ball up in the air and Shubman Gill got the catch. The seventh wicket to fall. Sri Lanka could have won this match on two occasions. Had... They just maintained their cool. And ironically, the guys who batted best for them, other than Ralage, they were the ones who lost their cool after some time. So it's uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's more pressure, right? The the stumping, then the, that catch of Jadeja. Jadeja kept pinning him back, pinning him back, mm-hmm. and then he had to do something to break the shackles. Yeah. Yeah. The, the slip catch, right, you're talking about? No, no, it was the Shubman Gill catch. Gil catch. Yeah. Oh, the Shubman Gill catch. Mid on, okay. Oh, Shubman Gill. Two very nifty catches. That first catch at slip. Yes. That was a yep. good one, right? It just flew. Yeah, yeah. Two, two catches at slip, right? One against Pakistan, one yeah. again today. Oh, well, Rohit Sharma held a very good catch too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Followed the ball all the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Virat Kohli gave group group hugs to everybody. These are happy days, man. We beat Pakistan, we beat Sri Lanka, entered the finals. All it takes is one failure and everybody will come crashing on them. Exactly. One thing is sure, about several thousand people had a lot to say about KL Rahul. Now, they've all been put on mute now for some time. Pretty much. No, I mean, there'll still be the, the odd critic who will, who will remind us on how he plays or made it overs in T20s. Yeah. But that has really no bearing... On some some brilliant batting he has done at least in some yeah. I am always reminded of Nagesh's character in Michael Murda Kamaraj. Avinashi. Ah, I know that you know. I know that you know. They come and pops. Oh dear. Yes. Well, uh, it's been a 
good amount of action. Asia Cup, not so much. The other series, more so. But it's uh, glad to see all these teams shaping up for the World Cup. Also glad to see that this is going to be a very open World Cup. For sure, South Africa and New Zealand cannot be just blindly ruled out. A couple of good days and then they're in. They're in the business. And what we have to remember here is that it's not like the IPL wherein the top two get an easier passage to the final, nothing. You make it to the top four and after that it's just a lottery. Pretty much. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode as well. Our hosts for today, Vijay Kumar Balasubaramaniya, Ramakrishnan Jiyayar and myself Vasant Kumar. Thank you. Thank you everyone. Thank you.